and is the number one DVC reseller in the world, who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with selling DVC since 1993, who has over $360 million in sales of DVC. The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC resale market. need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at dvcresalemarket.com. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney Resort, or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's Coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company. you to sit back, relax, and enjoy your Grand Circle Tour of Tomorrowland with the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Ohana means family. Family and Mickey Dude Podcast means nobody gets left behind. your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Ooh, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, coming to you from Orlando, Florida, Dave Koch. My fellow Floridians, Floridians, <laughs> that's all, folks. Uh, my fellow Floridians are joining me today from Miami. We have Michael Fernandez. Greetings. It's uh, it's finally good to actually see the sun uh, this weekend. That was nice. Constant rain. Yes. It's Florida. We need it. And going up a little uh, more north than me from Daytona, we have Joe Quattrochi. For those guests who've just joined us, aloha and welcome aboard. And then wishfully thinking, hopefully one day a uh, Floridian, but now uh, from the land of bad pizza, we have Tim Schweska. The Disneyland COVID closure has now lasted longer than three of Britney Spears' marriage. Ouch. That is sick and twisted, but also a re Disney reference because wasn't she a Mouseketeer? She was. Uh, way after my time. I was uh, more of the uh, first MGM Studios Mickey Mouse Club. 
Anybody care to comment on that? Uh, we were all chosen when that when that one came out. Well, at least, at least Joe and I were, and Tim was. Mikey might have been an I, embryo. I, I don't even think I don't even think I was a sparkle in my my parents' eyes. To be yeah, honest with exactly. you, exactly. Um, as far as I remember, the Mickey Mouse Club, the the original Mickey Mouse Club, the one that had, uh, I believe it was Justin Timberlake. Um, Wait a minute, that Christina. was our generation. That, wow. that was new class, wasn't that? that yeah, was that the, was. I'm thinking like the crossy new class over here. That was that was <laughs> the new that was that was the new Mickey Mouse Club that premiered on the Disney Channel. That's what I was talking uh, about. Wow, um, we're that old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. that's the one that had Ed Bigley Jr. on it, I believe. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, now I am totally uh, depressed, but. I will tell you what does make me happy. Cookies. Venture uh, outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Our friends over at Wish Upon a Cookie have evolved into a custom-baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tears. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into a reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensions of your inspiration. You can visit them at their new website, Wish Upon a Pastry, or on Instagram and Facebook at Wish Upon a Pastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry. All right, gentlemen, and it is Monday, the 16th of November, and last week... We marked a uh, year with Disney Plus. This is where you're supposed to make like all sorts of hooting Halloween Whoa. sounds. Whoa! Yeah. What a year it's been! What yeah. a year! It's been. I need to cancel my subscription. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, as enthusiastic as my uh, fellow mickey dudes are we did decide that uh, this week we should pay homage to uh, a year of disney plus and we're going to actually talk about what we actually enjoy most watching on disney plus there's just some stuff that just kind of just you know we turn on the tv and there's not and we just kind of land on one of those streaming services if we land on disney plus we end up going to some old standbys. So, gentlemen, what are you? What what have you been watching this past year on Disney Plus, and why have you been enjoying it? Who'd like to start? Crickets. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll take it. Okay. All right. So, I mean, for the past year, I mean, obviously, like you know, we'll we'll, we'll save some of the big hitters for towards the end, but. You know, it's just the simple stuff that I've been watching. You know, some of the old Walt stuff has been fantastic. Um, like watching like uh, the Disneyland videos and like some, you know, old footage of Walt speaking. It's been great. Uh, anything to do with the parks. I mean, I, I really wish they, they would do more on that on that standpoint. Uh, the Imagineering story was fantastic. Uh, right now we're, we're, we're doing that whole uh, Animal Kingdom uh, show which is I think it's 
awesome, man. Uh, it, just to get an insight on the parks and different perspective of the parks is great. And then like the old school stuff, like the old mouse mouse. We just talking about the Musketeers and the old Musketeers touring Walt Disney World in like the what was it the the eight, uh, the seventies. Um, I thought that was an awesome uh, addition to Disney Plus, and I would love to see more of that. And that's pretty much. I, and then the old school cartoons that I grew up with are mostly what I'm I'm hitting on a normal basis in the last year. What are your what are your personal favorite cartoons? So we did well we did the I, I saw Gravity Falls for the first time. Uh, I had my students for, for many years recommend Gravity Falls to me. They're like you're gonna like it, you're gonna like it. I I absolutely loved it. Uh, and then like the old school stuff, uh, we're talking like Darkwing Duck I watched in its entirety. Um, nice. I saw what was it? The uh, Goof Troop I've seen on and off, uh, and one of my personal. I forgot my two about Goof Troop. Yeah, Goof Troop is, it, and it's good. It's so, it's so good. That's such a good cartoon. Um, the new Ducktales, I, I watched that in its entirety, and then, um, you know, here and there, I'll flip on my two favorites, which are going to be Gargoyles and uh, the Mighty Ducks cartoon, which is super, super cheesy, but I just love the idea that you know. The Mighty Ducks and, you know, the Anaheim Ducks. That was, like, a thing for a while. So I just really, really like that. It still is a thing, Mike. They're, they're still a team. So. No, I know I know they're still a team. But, you know, I, I miss that logo. That that Disney duck uh, hockey mask face logo. I, I used to love that logo. What If uh, you like that. Uh, Mike, they uh, Adidas, and I know Tim Schwaska will weigh in on this because me and him are very big fans of the National Hockey League. Um, they just released the uh, reverse jerseys, and for the Anaheim Ducks, they came out with the um, it's actually the, the the Ducks logo that was actually in the movie. So it wasn't the face mask logo, but it's going to be utilized on some of the alternate sweaters for this year. So yeah, you will, um, you will, you will get a little bit of the movies back in uh, real life. Just, just don't tell my wife. I already ordered the Panthers one, so you did okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> I, I love that classic Panther jersey. Classic okay, from well, the nineties. Only thing, the only thing is, it, it better it, it you know it better be, you know Van Beesbrook or Jovocop. You, you uh, no, actually, I'm not a I'm not a name person on my jersey. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, listen. You, you have to go with the, the weird guy on the back of your jersey. Now, for example, I am a, a diehard New Jersey Devils fan. Everybody has like a, a Ken Danico jersey or Scott Stevens or a Martin Brodeur shirt. Not this yeah. guy. I, I rock a, a Chris Terreri jersey and I walk around and I get compliments all the time on it. So, the, no yes. And the best part was Chris Terreri was a he was like a, a one of the goaltending coaches for years with the Devils. And I got, was lucky enough at the Prudential Center to be in one of like the um, the Acela the suites. I think they've renamed them. And where we were sitting at one of the games, we were right next to like the Devils ownership box where the coaches were and Terraria was up in the box. And I yelled in between like, uh, you know, stoppage of play. I was like, hey, Chris, Terraria. And he looks over and I turn my back and I, I point at the, at the jersey and he started smiling. Because I'm sure he doesn't see many people. So you have to have that's the jersey. Awesome. Yeah. You have to have the jersey with like the obscure player on it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's and when you say Van Beesbrook, Tim, that brings me back to my childhood. That's like junior high for me. <laughs> when, Seriously, you know, me too. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and obviously, Dave, you know, you lived in the city where, you know, Beezer was, you know, the goaltender for years, you know, growing up. And mm-hmm. as a Devils fan, I hated him. So I'm sure our people don't want to listen to hockey talk. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Well, my, uh, only, my only question was after that, did your legs hurt? I, I, don't, under, I don't understand that. Never mind. Okay. Oh. <laughs> agreed. On. Agreed. As far as the, uh, I, I agree though. As far as uh, like the obscure, just just one more hockey reference. The obscure guy. After all, you're talking to a guy who you know sports a Doug Wilson jersey. Nice. So, <laughs> from the Hawks. <laughs> well, I have a I have a Ray Finkel jersey for the for the Dolphins. <laughs> Finkel just booted it. <laughs> oh my god. And it's a, actually a really popular jersey down here. Despite like that like you know dolph, dolphins are like, dolphin fans are huge down here. And um the, I you see that that jersey all around the stadium. Now Mike, I will say this. Yeah. You know, Mike, I, I will say this. And I've told you this before offline. Yeah, as a New York Jet fan and a season ticket holder for 21 years at the Jets, I have to say like I don't know if it's cuz of the Floridian to me now, but as much as I hate the Dolphins, because they are one of our division rivals for obviously forever, I love the Dolphin uniforms. <laughs> I love the colors. Oh, yeah, man. I love the teal and the orange, man. Like I, I dig it. I mean, I really do. I hate to say it, but like, I, I love the uniforms. I mean, so you know, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, no, it's and it goes full circle because you know, Shula's Shula's over at a uh, Dolphin. Uh, uh, you know, we're bringing yeah. it back to Disney. Let's. Tie I will. It back. I will. I will say this, man. I listen to Sirius Satellite Radio and I listen to the NASCAR channel. And one of the guys, uh, he's from Chicago. He was talking about like, uh, talking about steak restaurants and like that. He actually bad mouth shoes. And I almost like crashed the car. I was like, really? You got a bad mouth shoes? I'm like, come on. It's like, not cool. But shoes is awesome. Shoes is fantastic. Best steak on property. Yes. And coolest themed uh, private rooms. You know, like the private rooms is like Larry Zonka and like all the old school Dolphin players. Um, I, you know, I, I stayed at Dolphin this weekend. I don't know if uh, I haven't really said any much about it. It was kind of like this uh, secret operative mission that my family took me on. Um, and uh, I got to walk around the Shulas and I was like, man, this is awesome, dude. There's a whole tribute to the Miami Dolphins of Walt Disney World. Did yeah, you eat there? I did not eat there. I, I've eaten the one down here. Okay. There's like four down here. <laughs> well, there used to be four. They're all the same. I mean, it's you know, it's like yeah. going to roast crust, but the only franchise to milk a single season worse than the Chicago Bears. The Pretty Miami much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how long did it take to get this train off the rail? I think uh, it's moving. That- I think. It's moving in a good direction. I mean, I'd it rather is. talk about this than talk about Disney Plus because, I mean, I don't, I don't know <laughs> speaking for – but my, my opinions have changed on it, Dave, quite a bit. If you'd like me to opine on it a little bit, I could kind of uh, – I could sure. kind of, you know, well, I could steer well, back on. Well, so. I look up the word opine. Yes, please do so. Okay, so <laughs> when, this first, when this first came out, we were all excited about, like, what – what kind of content was going to be on there. And I remember being on this show and talking about, you know, Boy Meets World and The Simpsons is going to be on there and this and that. And so I got the free and we still pay for it. I mean, as much as I said, we were going to cancel our subscription. Like, I don't think my wife did. So I think we're actually now a paying customer of Disney Plus. But I will say I've spent probably more time. I don't even know. I don't even know even how to compare this. I've probably spent more time in line for Carousel Progress recently than I've actually been on Disney Plus. I just I don't watch it. Like we watched a few movies 
in the beginning. Like I got to watch some of the old school stuff. Like I don't really remember like Alice in Wonderland. So we rewatched that, watched some of the old stuff. Uh, we did get through the uh, Imagineering story, which is probably the best thing that's been on there. I'm not a Star Wars fan, even though I said like, oh, I get, I get it. I, they've ruined it. It's like the the last ones are just terrible. I'm sorry. Four, five, and six, I could watch those. I could stomach those. It was really interesting, but I'm not into the Mandalorian. Uh, it's it's not for me. Uh, and I'm going through some of the stuff that's coming out. It's all Star Wars slash Marvel heavy, and it's and a lot of this stuff. It's like I don't, you know, I'm like, it's like I'm looking through it, and I think I've watched. Um, what is it not here? Scrolling through, uh, Sunny with a Chance because my niece loves that show. So that was on there, and they were explaining to me about Sunny and all that stuff. So I did watch a little bit of that when they were over here about a month ago. But I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. Like, I mean, I like some of the classic Disney movies. I mean, I'm a big fan of Boy Meets World. I just thought I would find myself more in Disney Plus, and I think just maybe because I've got other things going on, I just find myself watching other things. Like, and I know this is a Disney podcast. I'm not bad mouthing it, but it's like it's a lot of old stuff that, like, for me, it's like I'm I'm, I'm invested in other other stuff on netflix and on youtube i watch a lot of youtube stuff um so i mean it's just kind of where i'm at i don't know there's really nothing that's ex- i mean that's exciting me i agree with mike said if they had more stuff about the parks on here and maybe there is and i just haven't looked deep enough i get more into it but i don't know i mean like i just haven't spent enough a lot of time on here and a lot of the old movies i thought that i would be excited about i'm not really into like i'm even looking through a list right now i'm just kind of like eh. Okay, you know, like like Boy Meets World, I could probably get into that. But I would probably catch myself more watching Boy Meets World if it was on like the regular TV and I just came across like a uh, like it was just on. Like you know, like Friends is always on or like Seinfeld's always on. I would watch it then. But for me to go out of my way for it, uh, I don't know. So I don't know. I mean, that's that's kind of just you know. I, I think my and I joked about it with Annie a couple of shows ago about like my little rant about Disney Plus. I'm gonna cancel it. Obviously, we haven't got around to it yet. My wife hasn't done it, but. I don't know how long, much longer we'll keep it. Um, I don't know. I just, I guess my, it's like in everything else, your opinions are allowed to change. And um, yeah, I just don't find myself in that app on my Roku as much as I thought I would. I really, and you know what? It's funny. I was watching some, um, I was reading some uh, articles and watching some podcasts about, you know, Disney plus, And they were saying about, you know, they have 70 something million subscribers and all that stuff, but nobody's sure about how many are, gonna stay how many are verizon many are, are paying customers you know or how many on promos and uh but they were saying about how like really besides the mandalorian i mean i guess there's some marvel stuff coming out but like is disney plus really gonna produce a ton of original content compared to you know like what netflix has put out with like straight like i mean i keep my netflix for stranger things alone like literally i, I keep it for that um you know what i'm saying so like is there gonna be enough like like original content I'm going to be like yo I got to keep Disney Plus because of this and right now I don't really see yeah it's it's fun nostalgia but a lot of the movies I like I have on DVD you know what I'm saying like the old school stuff so I don't know I'm mixed on it you know I'm glad to see like I know Dave you enjoy it a lot I know Mike really enjoys it uh, I don't know about Tim but um, I don't know I mean, I'm in between but yeah, I'm not a huge Marvel guy and the Star Wars stuff I'm kind of like eh so I'm, I'm kind of mixed right now Actually, I'm not trying to be a downer. No. I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm just kind of like, it's a, no, you know, we're not all no. roses. We, we call it out when yeah. we see it, right? And I'm just kind of like, eh. No, oh, you know what? I did actually, watch a little bit. I did watch a little bit of the um, the uh, uh, Pumbaa and Timon cartoon in the beginning. I watched a few episodes and that was kind of, but that was a while Now, ago. do you ever nice. watch the Pumbaa and Timon safety uh, spiels on? Uh, oh, I love those. I love that shit. Stop it. Sorry. Fire safety. <laughs> Fire safety. Yeah. Dude, that, that, I, over, I, 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 yeah. 
That was uh, we we walked by one of the movies uh, at the boardwalk uh, uh, this weekend. Oh man, that boardwalk was kind of depressing looking. Um, and it was just like the video was playing the fire safety video, and I have that fire safety song stuck in my head. So catchy, and um, and it was very the reason why I bring it up because it was kind of sad just to see like the, the inflatable screen and just the one cast member with the microphone just like walking in circles waiting for people to watch the movie. And I was just like, oh man, that's tough. But well, yeah, there's nobody at the hotel staying there, you know. That's not the problem. Oh, yeah. That's still I was the only of, one on the boardwalk. So. That's still one <laughs> of my uh, my bucket list things to go and just watch a full movie under the stars at some point at some point oh, in great. time. I've never it's done great. it before. It's something I've always wanted to do and just haven't got around to it. I actually was planning on uh, doing it uh, during this summer. I was gonna just get the before everything hit. I was gonna get a. Um, I was gonna go on to that website that has all of the uh, entertainment guides and just uh, pick a movie and, like and try to just go to a bunch of different resorts and just do a movie under under the stars one night just when I had nothing else to do. But you do uh, it at Fort Wilderness and you will never want to do it at another resort ever again. Dave, you know yeah. you can't stay still like for ten minutes. Well, that's because I'm ADD. <laughs> I'll just I know, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm being serious. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're the same dude, guy. Dude, I'm sitting got... here rocking right now while I'm while I'm talking. You know, it's I, dude, you're the same guy. My voice is going guy. in and out. You were the same guy with me. You and Jeff went to the airport together, and you're like, I killed a half a day. I could have been back at the parks, and you were like going nuts. Yeah. So I remember that. Yeah, but I li- But don't forget, I live here now. Yeah, you I understand. Know, it's, a lot, it's a lot different, you know. It's like, you know, the idea of, of rope dropping a park, it just uh, makes me cringe now. You know? Oh, yeah. But you've done it so many times or I, I don't have to do it. I, I don't have to do it anymore. I guess that's maybe what it is. Um, but, Joe, you do bring up an interesting point. And there are a lot of people and it's not there's a lot of people that are huge Disney parks fans, but they're not Disney movie fans. I think I fall into that category a little bit, Dave. Yeah, I like the the, fa- yeah you're 100% right. Sorry, go ahead. The fact that, like, you know, you, um, I find it intriguing since the movies are uh, what the park is pretty much based off of, but, you know, I can I can say I'm intrigued, but when I really think about it, I think I'm also just as guilty of this. Because honestly, I have never seen Finding Nemo, and I have absolutely no desire to ever see Finding Nemo, because I've been on the ride so many times. I know the story, and I, I when it was available uh, before all the unpleasantness, I used to love the um, Finding Nemo musical. And knowing that there's no music in Finding Nemo, I don't think I can. I don't think I could uh, handle watching. Finding Nemo and not hearing fish or friends, not food. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I like the original, I, I like the old, old stuff, but, the, but that's the thing. You have to be in the right mood to like, and like I said, I love Disney, dude. Like, I'm a Disney park guy. I love Mickey. I love the characters, you know, but I guess I have to be in the right mood to like actually want to go, you know, and to go into Disney Plus and to like sit down and like take that time out of my day. Or at my night to watch, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you really have to want to oh, yeah. do it. Well, what I, I mean, did was, 
I, I kind of binged on it during uh, quarantine. Because the first week of quarantine, I was on vacation and had nothing else, nothing better to do. So I literally just watched every princess movie from in order that they came out. And you can actually see a uh, evolution of the Disney princess by watching the movies in order as they came out. And then after that, I decided to do every face character movie, for instance. Just to say I did. So I did watch a lot of Disney movies this year. I mean, you know, I, I don't I, all I know is, I don't know about you, Tim, but like I'm like ready for hockey. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the weather is uh, I, I will, I'll fully admit I will probably be watching more Disney Plus in the future than I have in the past, because obviously here in the Midwest, uh, craptacular weather is starting to set in. And uh, also, looks like we're about to get grounded yet again. So, you know, it's time the time when you down. really, yeah, time, when when it's time to, uh, you know, the times when you sometimes really need to have a drink the most during the holiday season, you can't go out and get one. Uh, but you know, thank goodness for liquor stores, and uh, thank goodness for my couch, and thank goodness for Disney Plus. So, <clears throat> yeah. Hey Tim, that that may be part of the thing because I mean, and I know Dave and Mike can speak to this, but we, I mean, besides like a couple of the tropical storms I've come through here recently, like I mean, we've had pretty good weather here, and I mean, at least here in the East Coast, we've been very lucky. The West Coast and, and the Gulf has gotten pounded this year, but you know, I've been doing things outside. I mean, like so I've been instead of sitting in front of a TV, and like I said, I, the weather's better here than in most places, and that's the crazy thing, Dave, to think about this. Because of the capacity, because of the limited capacity, because of the park pass system, going to Disney isn't even a thought for Jen and I. We don't, we don't even think about it anymore. It's such a pain in the butt now. Like, I'm going to be in Orlando next week. I told you that. And we have park passes for three days, like Epcot on Sunday, Magic Kingdom on Tuesday, Epcot on Saturday. I think we're going to go to one of the three days. Like, we don't even like it, It's sad. We've renewed our annual passes, and it's like we don't even think about even going half the time. Honestly, it's such a, it's, it's it's such a hassle. It's not even worth it half the time. Joe? So, yeah, go ahead. I'm actually considering letting my annual pass lapse for a bit. That's how bad well, it's getting. Well, I I would caution on that because I've heard stories. If you let it lapse and you don't renew it, these might not be coming back. So tread very lightly on that. Uh, and you know, it might be <clears throat> used as an investment. But but my, my point being is that like, I, but yeah, yeah, you guys, if you you have some time. But I'm just thinking of some of the things that. You know, I'm just maybe just my mind's in a different spot because of everything going on. Like, I'm not like in that whole Disney mindset because we're not even going. Like, I'll be there next weekend on Tuesday, at least Tuesday in the Magic Kingdom for my nephew's birthday. That's it. I'll be in Orlando playing golf and like, hanging out with the family the rest of the week. I mean, so I don't know. It's a different, there's other things to do. It's we've had pretty good weather. And, you know, I think that combines between going to the parks and investing in Disney Plus or just, it's just really, it's not there. There's even a stress now in just making a, uh, a park pass. Yeah, it's not even fun anymore. It's yeah. sad. I'm really such a downer right now. I'm, just, I'm so frustrated, well, no, man, because it's like I tried to get some days for next week. Like this was maybe like a month and a half ago, and she's like, "No, that's not available. That's not available." That's I'm like just like, "Oh, forget it." I'm like, just, you know. <laughs> so honestly, with us, because of the way things. And because of all the preparation you have to, uh, you know, all the preparations you have to make right now, all of our 2021 vacations involve national parks, battlefields, and that's, you know, outdoor activities. So, yeah, 
I should start doing so, that. It's all you can plan on. It's all you can guarantee at this point. Maybe yeah. I'll take a trip so, down to the Glades. Yeah, come on down, man. Get, get yourself out on, on, on an airboat, man. Get, get yourself some gator bites. Well, I, I, I did that I did that over at uh, Boggy Creek Airport, uh, Airboat Adventures in Kissimmee, which was quite fun. And they had a really cool uh, drive-through Halloween experience that they used traffic lights with and just kept on replaying scenes. It was... Uh, I went with Eddie, actually. It... it, it, it um, it definitely put a smile on my face. Hey, Dave, sp- speaking of um, other things to do, and I know we're way off topic here, but uh, we'll I did I did, I did, did ride my motorcycle down to uh, Cape Canaveral, down to uh, Kennedy Space Center, as far as I could go until like the security gates and until like the national park starts. I was just amazed. Uh, we ended up crossing the bridge over in like the Titusville area. And just amazed that like this is probably like 12 one o'clock before the launch the other night around 7 30 and uh the amount of people that were like camped out all day to see that launch i so we were all stoked we had, we had to ride our bikes home i went with a bunch of my neighbors uh, on our bikes and we got back we all were having driveway drinks hanging out and then of course like, we see the launch at like 7 25 or whatever it was we see it lift off and then like i guess we couldn't see the clouds and it was like cloud cover on the one side we missed like half of it i was so pissed uh-huh. i was like but it was pretty cool to watch like the amount of excitement around kennedy space center where people were like camped out everywhere hanging out at the bar at the beach like the amount of cars going into canaveral national sea uh national shore like it was cool it was a lot of excitement I missed last night's uh, launch mm. because I was working uh, Night of a Million Lights at Give Kids the World. I was uh, knee deep in playing in running the whack-a-mole machine at that time. So by the time it actually went, I had customers, so I could I had to actually act uh, professional and all. But um, Friday night's launch, I was in uh, the Magic Kingdom, and I actually uh, happened to uh, find out the launch was happening. So. I was on my way to Tomorrowland, so I just camped out on the Tomorrowland Bridge and just looked to the east and just uh, uh, streamed, it, streamed SpaceX on my uh, on my phone on their YouTube channel, watched the launch, and about maybe a minute later looked up, and sure enough, there was the rocket. Yeah, I mean, I saw that one by accident. Me and Jim were over by uh, her office by the, the Speedway, and like I look up, and I said, Jim, is there a launch today? And she goes, no, I think it's one Sunday. I said... That's a rocket. I said, look at that. You can see like the plume of smoke behind it. And you can actually see it. I was like, it was, it was a beautiful day Friday. And I was like, no way we missed it. So we caught like, it was way up in the atmosphere, but I was like, uh, it's crazy. Mike, well, that, you know, you know what they say? Like, Afternoon delight. <clears throat> that's true. Now, Mike, can I you, have... can you see it from the, cause I've heard stories where I, we have some neighbors that used to live in Sanibel Island, which for our listeners, if you don't know, it's like on the West Gulf coast of Florida, like South Southwest. And yeah. they said they could see it from there years ago when it was the shuttle program. Now, can, yeah, you, guys yeah. see, can long, you guys see it from South ago. Florida? Can you guys yeah, look north uh, and see it or no? I remember as a kid, my dad taking me outside for a couple that you could faintly see. Okay. So we're like about 50, um, we're about 55 miles north of uh, Cape Canaveral. So that's how far. I mean, I know you're way farther than that, but I don't think you could see them anymore. But I know back then, well, visibility must have been a lot different back then. But I know I, I, I could have sworn, like, if I remember correctly, I could have been dreaming this or this could have been some, you know, some sort of fever dream or whatever. I know I, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen one from my front yard. All right. I've, pretty sure i mean i could be 100 percent wrong on this i gotta talk to my dad um 
but uh, I'm pretty sure he pulled me out to go see one one time. Uh, but I have the complete opposite story of Dave with uh, the launch on Friday. I was an animal on Friday. And um, like we, we finally got my mom out of the house, too. Uh, we took uh, my brother's baby for her first ever trip to Walt Disney World. That was a very, very special weekend. Um, and we're sitting there, and I kind of convinced my mom to go on Cali River Rapids. Uh, and I haven't been on it in like what, f- five years. And I was like, uh, if anybody's going to get wet, it's probably going to be me. I'm heavier. You know, it's going to, the, the boat's going to tip my way. My mom gets soaked. Like I'm talking like head to toe, just like drenched buckets of water. So uh, while the launch is going on, we're buying her clothes over at the Yakinetti gift shop. Me, by the way, they have a $5 t-shirt. They have a $5 t-shirt at the Yakinetti gift shop. <laughs> So she buys a $5 t-shirt at yeah, I can get a gift shop. And um, I turn around and I was like, what is everybody looking at? And they're like, oh, there was a, there was a shuttle. There was like a spaceship or something. And I was like, a spaceship? You mean a rocket launch? Spaceship. <laughs> to like my, to uh, my brother's uh, kids. Uh, well, his uh, stepkids. And I was, I was like, um, that's something you tell us. Like, that's, <laughs> that's something you say. You don't just stare at it. You say, hey. There's a there's a shuttle in the sky, um, so yeah, I, I I missed it. Um, over, I was literally my back was towards the you know the hollering monkeys and Cali River Rapids, and it went over perfectly of uh, Everest. There's a picture that they posted yep. uh, of the, the the Sunday night one, and I was like, man, if I would have known, I would have been standing right. I would I would have been famous. Would have had that picture, but nope. Well, missed since. It. Where I was, happens. where I was in Magic Kingdom, now, I did, I did get a, uh, I did get a video and I did put it on our what, uh, on our, uh, Facebook, but it was a bit cloudy. Whereas, about maybe uh, seven miles down the road in my apartment complex, where my friends were taking video of it, it was it was as, um, it was a really clear night, no cloud yeah. in the sky around there, and they got some animals, amazing animals like clear sky, oh, yeah, really? clear skies. Yeah, clear, beautiful. It was, it was like awesome weather. Well, awesome. speaking speaking of Disney Plus, maybe I should, uh, maybe I should watch the re- remake of the right stuff. I just noticed that that is uh, a new thing on there. But okay, and may the, I may I add something about the right stuff? Well, have you seen any? Like, I just saw this on a list. Like I said, I don't watch a lot of Disney Plus. I remember the original was awesome because I watched it growing up. Does this look good or is this like a cheesy? No, it's remake? awful. It's awful. Uh, okay. It's bad. Okay. It's like, it's like right. They try to do like Mad Men and space and like spaceship. Like okay. I, 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 I watched the first episode. I was just like, this is, I guess, this is again. You see, new... I have a, uh, I have a special place in my heart for this show. Okay. Um, okay. Because Henry Landworth is a back is is a background character in this show. So that really. That well, I'm about to tell you who Henry 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 Landworth is. Henry Landworth. In that show, runs the Starlight Motel, which all of the astronauts were in real life a uh, partner in. And Mr. Henry Landworth was the manager in, of that hotel. And then he later on uh, went went uh, with his hotel empire to uh, found Give Kids the World Village. Okay, so, oh, that's pretty cool. Yes, yeah. and he is actually an well, he's no longer with us, but he is an actual he is a, an amazing man. Uh, I read, I read his autobiography at one point, and uh, talks about how he had um, 
growing up in Nazi Germany and how he actually had to play dead um, after being shot at by a whole bunch of Nazis. And that's how he actually ended up escaping Auschwitz. And being reunited with his sister, his whole life post-Holocaust in, in America, and then eventually creating, uh, found, founding two amazing uh, organizations, one I happen to be a part of, Give Kids the World Village, and another one called Dignity You Wear, which uh, basically uh, collects uh, undergarments for the homeless. So he was definitely an amazing man, and his legacy lives on. At uh, Give Kids the World, they just opened up a new ice cream parlor. It's actually called Henry's Starlight Scoops, which is a uh, homage to Henry's Starlight uh, Lounge and, and Motel. And when it's uh, obviously uh, uh, space, uh, not Space Coast, space program themed, there's a huge flying saucer on top of it. And uh, inside is all memorabilia from the space program signed by Neil Armstrong and signed by all of the Apollo astronauts. There's a flag that went into space that's uh, hanging in the ice cream parlor. So, oh, cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, so we're actually going to have an, another show about um, Night of a Million Lights in the coming weeks as part of one of our Christmas uh, episodes. So Nice. Look forward to that. Yes, yeah, so get your tickets to uh, Joe, so, Joe, so you can uh, be on that show. Yes, well, I'll, I'll be on it regardless. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try to try to get a ticket uh, for maybe sometime in December. I'm trying to hit hey, that up. Hey, Dave, hey, hey Dave, I, I gotta ask uh, my brother over there in Illinois uh, what he thinks about all of this stuff. Thinking about what? I don't know, just anything, Tim. I just feel like. Uh, I feel like I've been doing all the talking tonight. I was like, "What's my brother in Illinois doing over there?" So, uh, what, what's your, what, no, no, what's your... I, was, I, was, I was just, uh, I was just letting, I was just letting the East Coast, uh, the East Coast jibber jabber go. So, oh, my God, it's more like the Florida jibber jabber, right? You know, <laughs> we're acting like no, florons. Um, honestly, uh, I, um, as far as like the, as far as the SpaceX thing, I. I, I love this so much. I mean, being a child of the 80s, I was born in 77. I'm the old part of the group. Uh, I I was, you know, I was a kid of the shuttle program. My first uh, visit to Case uh, Kennedy Space Center was 82. Uh, I remember watching, um, you know, I remember watching the, the Challenger tragedy. I mean, I remember watching, you know, the successes of the shuttle program just... So, I mean, just seeing this revival, seeing a new generation get to experience this, this is, this is awesome. I mean, I remember how psyched I was in, in the 80s with the shuttle program. You know, the, the Cold War was just wrapping up. I mean, we, I mean, it was like, man, that was, uh, like, it was every, every day in the United States is like the Hulk Hogan video, Real American. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was, it, 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 nice. I, I cannot even tell you how much how much ass the '80s kicked. I'm sorry. It did. Uh, it was awesome, language, man. But simple. It was. It was awesome. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, we. Uh, it just. It's. It's neat to see that kind of come around. It's neat to see, uh, you know, just technology and science being funded again. Even just. Even if it's by private companies. I mean, it just. It's. It, it's awesome to see us reach you know just just reach for those ungodly new heights 
again it's uh it's it's kind of you know awakened the ingenuity of american you know spirit it's i love it <clears throat> it's something walt would really be into so um my apologies my voice is uh almost shot i've been in a lot of meetings here in the past week uh but you know um, what it is what's it's, that it's the great big beautiful tomorrow but yesterday uh yeah i i, I would have to say so I, I honestly think you're right dave i think you hit the nail on the head thank you dude you that there probably was never a more accurate statement tim than you just said how much the 80s kicked but because it really, if you think about it, well, like, well, think about it I this mean, way, Joe. Stranger things have happened. That's true. I like I like your segue into that. But uh, you know, you know, the '80s like had so many great shows. The music is so iconic. I mean, my favorite show of all time, Miami Vice, was. I mean, whenever it's on, I, I stop everything I do. I would say Tim probably the '80s. It, that whole that whole decade was probably good until about '92. Then when the Gulf War started, everything kind of went to crap. So. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> You know, but like it was like it was a nice, you know, you know, it was a nice smooth until 92. And then that's when I remember like reality hitting. I was like, oh, wow. is there a full moon tonight, Joe? I don't know. I'm because upstairs on the second floor. Because something weird's happening today. Well, we're, we're, agreeing in to- on we're in total agreement. Like 100 percent. This is very well, we- rare. We could be drinking some of the same water sources. I'm not quite sure, Dave. You know. Well, <laughs> if it's Zephyr, if it's Zephyr Hills, then yes, because there's no yeah, way yeah, I'm yeah. there's no way I'm drinking Florida tap water. Yeah, Zephyr At Hills least. is pretty good. <laughs> Dude, Zephyr Hills. Oh my God, that's I I almost want to move to Florida specifically for that. Oh, it it can rival New York City water, believe it or not. Public Rod- spring water is where it's at. Public brand spring water. I don't know where their stuff is bottled from. I don't know whether I don't know is there a source in Lakeland? I'm not quite sure. But I don't know. I just drink it to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm not allowed so, to add water bottles so, in the house. So in sub and substance for tonight, we've spent more time talking about <clears throat> park reservation passes, the NASA sh- shuttle and SpaceX program, uh spring water. And uh, <laughs> hockey jerseys. So that just tells it's you. It's a celebration this. of Florida. But we're going to get back to Disney Plus <laughs> because there are some things that do warrant uh, talking about. And But with that first, uh, Tim, what are you watching on Disney Plus? Well, uh, I'll tell you, you know, the one thing that I love about Disney Plus, and again, sorry, I'm, I'm going to go, go into my history nerd thing. But I was I was the weird kid when my folks took me to the video store on a Friday night. If we you know went out and got a, a pizza or something like that and brought it home, got a movie, you know, just to have kind of like a family movie night. I never went to the cartoons. I always went to the documentaries, and specifically I went to National Geographic. Uh, I loved National Geographic, and I loved uh, the old Walt Disney True Life Adventures. So I mean, I'd, I'd watched you know I watched the the African Lion. I loved uh, Seal uh, Seal Island. <clears throat> I loved uh, like a lot of the documentaries, like movies that were pretty much set up like documentaries, like uh, Saludos Amigos, Three Caballeros, uh, The Reluctant Dragon, which kind of was basically inside the Walt Disney Studios, was segued into The Reluctant Dragon, uh, and National Geographic. I mean, I loved uh, like the uh, my two of my favorites were always uh, the Titanic. Pre, you know, pre Leonardo DiCaprio ruining the Titanic for everyone, uh, and uh, 
the great white sharks. So, I mean, I just, I, I was obsessed with national geographic documentaries and the fact that, you know, the, uh, the, the Nat Geo stuff is now on Disney plus the fact that, uh, you now have the old true life adventures and also that, uh, Disney nature was brought back into Walt Disney pictures, kind of reviving the old true life adventure documentaries, uh, spearheading, you know, conservation efforts, really, really, you know, taking, a, you know, taking a cue from the past, taking a cue from something that was near and dear to Walt and the company's heart uh, since the inception of Walt Disney Enterprises. Uh, I just, I, you know, WED uh, Enterprises, I just, I love that all of that is there to access, to see. Uh, I just, there is, there is just a world of knowledge in those. I mean, and it's, you can you can find out you know you can find out so much through those documentaries you get to learn so much about new places new new cultures new things and it just it really what i love is it kind of segues into other things like adventures by disney uh you know you you then turn around and see oh that documentary i just watched oh look at that disney offers a trip there disney offers a trip here disney i you know it in in a sense uh it's it's kind of low key genius marketing to uh, to have that in your in your repertoire mm-hmm. because you can really kind of turn around and just really push those things. I mean, I can I can tell you right now uh, the next two sets of international travel whenever they let us play grass out of the United States again. Uh, we uh, we plan on we plan on going on the Egypt trip and the Central and Eastern Europe trip for Adventures by Disney because we loved our first Adventures by Disney trip. So we're we're chomping at the bit to go on others. Uh, as far as as far as Disney, like just Disney themed programming coming straight out of Walt Disney, uh, the one thing that I loved revisiting was the old National. I mean, was the old uh, Davy Crockett series. Fest Parker will always be my Davy Crockett. He is the he is the first Davy Crockett I ever saw. And Buddy Ebsen, I know he's Jed Clampett. He's always going to be Georgie Russell to me. So I I love that series. I love the old, uh, you know, Mike Fink series. I love the old River Pirate series. Just it is good, wholesome 50s entertainment that, I mean, that basically to me, that's what started pop culture as is. The Davy Crockett craze was probably the first example of widespread pop culture there ever was in our country. Yeah, I never thought of it like that. I'm sorry? I never thought of it like that, but that makes perfect sense. You know, the coonskin caps and all that. Yeah, every kid had a Crockett cap. Ballad of Davy Crockett was literally on Billboard Top 10. Uh, I mean, it was the number one TV show. I mean, like even even uh, Walt's quote was, "If I'd have known he was going to be so popular, I wouldn't have killed him off after three episodes." Yep. But um, pretty much uh, piggybacking off of you with the Nat Geo, uh, I think my favorite thing on uh, Disney Plus is all of the zoo series. And that's because I was a huge fan of the Animal Planet uh, documentary series, The Zoo, which chronicled uh, operations at the Bronx Zoo, which I grew up going to, and all of the New York City zoos. And 
fell in love with that show and just to watch that show and to see the love and care that they have for these animals. And then when getting Disney Plus and just kind of just going through, seeing what was available and seeing that Nat Geo did uh, basically a similar uh, documentary called Secrets of the Zoo. And they first did it with the uh, Columbus, Ohio Zoo. And then they did it with Zoo Tampa. And watching those shows, you know, the thing what I love about those shows is they show the good and they show the bad. They, sh- they show basically... Um, life from the beginning and they even show when they have to end up uh, euthanizing an animal and how devastated they are you kind of just those shows just kind of i watch those shows and i laugh i smile sometimes i find myself crying they're just they're a roller coaster of emotions and just to watch and see the love that they have for these animals just um is refreshing it's wholesome and it was one of those things, and as I started watching it, I'm like, okay, there's there's no way they're not going to do this with Animal Kingdom. And sure enough, now they have that um, uh, Secrets of Disney's Animal Kingdom, which Mike alluded to earlier beforehand. And that honestly happens to be my f- uh, favorite show on TV right now. You know, it's um, I you know people wait to p- people wait on Monday uh, on Friday to uh, stream The Mandalorian. First thing I'm doing before I even watch anything else is I'm streaming Secrets of Animal Kingdom. Have any of you seen it? Says Mike. Negative. That one you might be interested in, uh, Joe. You know, it is it is a it is a park based show and everything. I mean, it's all about the zookeepers at Animal Kingdom, but you know, it's uh, you know, a couple a couple of weeks ago, you know, they. Had a show up. They had a show about uh, their one male uh, white rhino, uh, Dugan, and uh, I'm watching this. And I'm like, oh my god! I got to pet him when I took the uh, up close rhinos tour, you know. And he was the rhino that we got to meet and everything. And he's the one. He he's the one that like ate grass out of my hand, and I got to like, I I got to like uh, feel feel his. Uh, feel his horn and then and then pet this pet the side of his back and everything you know and just i'm like oh wow this is so cool you know just getting to actually watch that and stuff like that yeah and the cool thing is like they don't just stay an animal they, they yeah. go over they venture over to epcot yeah at the seas and they go to uh they go to the lodge a couple of times mm-hmm. so it's really cool to get like that kind of insight that like brings us back to like Man, there needs to be more park stuff, man. Like it, it even if it's like something dumb, like a Guy Fieri style show of diners diving the drives of Disney park restaurants. Like, do more park stuff. Get people more. Like that's what a lot of I, I think. Like everybody I talk to is just they're more into like the parks than they are the movies and, and stuff you know, like that. There, there, there might be an for argument's sake with that. We might be seeing stuff like that. Uh, sooner coming down the pike than later, especially now, like after um, post this whole nonsense going on with the world the way it is right now, you know, when people do start uh, venturing out and they feel safe enough to travel after a vaccine or something comes out and everything, you know, uh, I'm sure Disney's going to want to do a lot of things to drum up interest yeah. in taking and in people taking trips because at first, you know, 
people are going to want to travel right away. But honestly, is the tr is travel going to start up re again really quick in earnest? Probably not because of all of the layoffs and stuff like that. People, you know, people are going to have to take some time to get back on their feet. So yeah, in in doing that. You know, um, if Disney did actually end up doing more parks uh, type entertainment where they actually had uh, media on Disney Disney Plus, that would definitely uh, kind of just whet a lot of people's appetites to okay, be like, okay, I want to come back here. I well, want to be they here. They did so. that. They did that like like as a kid growing up. Uh, oh yeah. After night. After 9-11, like, dude, Disney Channel had, like, oh, we're going to talk to Joe Rody about, like, you know, uh, Everest. And, like, and it was, I mean, it was like, little five-minute shorts, but. Yep, I remember got... that earlier, too, in the early, with, with the original, going back to the original Mickey Mouse Club. There, uh, there was, since uh, the Disney Channel was a premium channel and you paid for it, you had no commercials during the shows. But between shows, there would be commercials. And there would be, like, these five, ten-minute infomercials. Dateline Disney interventions, and it would just like chronicle everything that was going on at interventions at Epcot, and it was like, okay, I really want to go there. You know, I I was so excited with seeing like seeing Body Wars and the making of me and all those things, and I never actually got to go and experience them, but I was, remember watching them on television, like longingly, like I really got to get over here one day. Yeah. I mean, there's so there's so many like little things you could do. Like you could do something based on the food. Like I mean, I remember before I started coming to the parks, uh, when I went when I dove into like the whole researching and stuff. Like I watched that unwrapped from like the Travel uh -huh. Channel for the Disney. Like I watched that like four times. It's like super interesting. Oh yeah. People would love to see that. Like I actually just I had booked the trip and then that came on. It was my first trip that I was going to, and then that, that just happened to be on, and it just got me so excited. I had yeah, I didn't know about turkey legs. I yeah, there was like a lot of like oh boardwalk bakery. They're they're cooking up stuff, and it got me to not only as somebody that didn't know anything about the resorts at the time, it got me to leave through the back exit of Epcot to go try the boardwalk bakery. Like, that was, you know, that, that that was crazy. Like, if you do something like that, it, it will get more foot traffic into these restaurants that, that need, like, this, like, that need attention. Because a lot of people don't, like, really talk about them all that much. You know, like, you know, I, I did a, I did Torturina Al Forno for breakfast on the boardwalk. And that place is fantastic. And every review you hear about it is, like, dinner is terrible. Dinner, but nobody talks about breakfast. Go to breakfast gotta go to breakfast fantastic now was it was it the normal character breakfast that they have uh no, uh, no it was just a regular okay. breakfast but it I was think, it well, was well that's the thing now i think a lot of people stay away because it is a character breakfast and you pay character prices no no it's it's uh everything's a la carte oh yeah well, well now yeah but yeah with, yeah but even even with the character breakfast Oh, I don't know, but I, I didn't do the, the character breakfast. But gotcha. like right now, during what what they're running right now for breakfast, mm -hmm. uh, that thing's that yeah. Well, that's delicious. well, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. in normal times, it's uh, the Rapunzel breakfast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, the skillets and stuff. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, that's that's Disney Plus really does need maybe do like a focus a day in the life of working at like the hotels or something like that or transportation and and like well, do they do a little... have the one day at disney uh 
documentary, but that kind of spans the entire company. Yeah. But that maybe if they did kind of just uh, expand on that. Yeah, and you could do a whole holiday because they've done it. They've done the holiday specials. You know, you, you could do a holiday special. You know, you could do it like, um, like Travel Channel style, and make it your own. You know, make it a series. Oh, we're going to this park. We're going here. We're going there. We're going here. We're going to check out Lilani. We're going to check out the cruise lines. We're going to check out, um, you know, Disneyland Paris, Disneyland Tokyo, like things like that to get really people like interested in in more than what just like, you know, rope dropping Magic Kingdom and, and watching fireworks. Well, should we uh, let in Francine and address the elephant in the room? Yep. Yeah. All right, so the Mandalorian. Your thoughts, people? Well, I'll let I'll let. Uh, I know Joe hasn't really watched, so I'll let him go first. Was well, this all about the the controversy stuff? No. Or just about the Mandalorian in just general? In general. I know. I mean, Supposedly, there's a bunch, a bunch of stuff. People were upset about something. I don't know. I don't uh, watch it, so I have, I have no. It opinion. was. It was. It was. You know. It was just. You know. You can't. You can't teach stupid. I, I have I have no opinion. Yeah, it was uh, I I don't understand uh, why we're upset, but okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, why is I'm just curious, David. My stupid. Why is that the elephant in the room about the Mandalorian? Is that about we just want to talk about it in general, or did I miss something? Well, no. It's just like everybody think you know you think a lot of people uh, Disney Plus and the Mandalorian are, are synonymous, and we really haven't touched it and everything. And I kind of have a I kind of have more of a um, I guess uh, a cynical view of it. At well, least I, is it one of those ones that Disney's ruined Star Wars kind of thing? No, no, no. It's just, it's just that, <laughs> it's just that everybody, you know, it's just one of those things that the the Mandalorian is pretty much synonymous with Disney Plus. So it's like it's it's like it's number one hit and stuff like that. So I feel, I mean, we would be remiss if we didn't mention it on this show. But I was just asking people their opinions on it based on you know because uh, in one of our uh, one of our uh, friend pod friends podcast uh, the guys over at three three sheets of the mouse I uh, posted in their uh, in their uh, Facebook group that uh, and it was an unpopular opinion that I did not like the Mandalorian first season I, I was kind of like Matt on it and of course uh Tim over here kind of ripped me a new one with that and jumped down my throat, but that was more just to get a chance to I didn't rip on you me. a new one. Yes, you did. I didn't rip you a new one. I was just I was laughing because I mean, Dave Dave Koch saying the Mandalorian was meh is the most Dave Koch thing ever. That's all. That's correct. <laughs> well, of all the Charlie Browns of the world, I'm the Charlie Browniest. But well, yeah, and, no, I, and Dave and Dave, I, I I love you to death for it. I mean, you know, you you are who you are, and you you've never you've never made any qualms about it. This is true. Well, uh, I will I will say that the second season has me eaten my words, but I was kind of hoping that would be the case. But my feeling of the Mandalorian for the first. For the first episode, for the first season, was it was just the same thing of everything. Okay, he's a bounty hunter. He's chased. He runs away. They find him. He runs away. They find him. He runs again. And that was pretty much the same. That was the, pretty much the premise from episode two all the way to episode seven. 
Episode 8 kind of changed things for me. I kind of just... Uh, episode 8 had me uh, on the edge of my seat. And then so far, I'm really digging this new season without giving any... Um, spoilers away for those who haven't had a chance to watch it it's not it's not really fitting that archetype of uh, last season but last season it just it just seemed to get for a, a over 50 percent of it it was just very rep repetitive and as a result for me it was meh so and here's uh here's the thing and i will uh this may shock you, but again, I was just having fun with you on it. I completely agree because. Uh, oh, gee, thanks, really. thanks. Bust on, <laughs> bust on me, bust on me in the group. But you know, but then, but then, don't say that you're with me. Gee, thanks, thanks, Tim. <laughs> no, actually, I, I, I am, I am completely with you because, uh, honestly, like you said, you know, they, uh, you know, they find him, he runs. They find him, he runs. He's got this cute little adorable sidekick. I liked this better in the '70s when it was called Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, this, uh, you know, it is. It, it was just kind of this story where I mean, I think everyone was so sucked in, and I, I can't help it because Fabro's behind the project and everything. It's the everyone because he did Iron Man because he's had his hand in some of the Marvel movies. Look. You know what? Here's here's my unpopular opinion time. And you know what? Send all the hate mail you want toward me. I don't care about the Marvel Universe. I do not care one bit about it. I don't care about the Avengers. I don't care about Spider-Man. I don't care about the 47 reboots that you've had on Spider-Man. I, I, I can't keep track anymore of how many times they've rebooted something. I mean, you know, that's that's the one thing I love is everybody wants, you know, oh, we want original content. We want an original content. But yet you keep watching the same thing over and over and over. Preach. You know, people like you are the reason Michael Bay is a millionaire. And that is one of the most in just one of the most genuine crimes on the planet. Michael Bay is so horrible. He got fired halfway through Pearl Harbor. Because he forgot the USS Nevada. I will rail on this till the till the sun goes down and comes back up. I do not care about these mindless action movies where you think there's character development and everything. Congratulations. We get it, folks. You like comic books. Nobody cares anymore. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Can I get an I would, amen? I would have to go back and watch Band of Brothers for the 10th time in my worn-out DVD copy, then watch one more Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man reboot on the same story you've told eight times. And I think that's the reason why everybody loves Mandalorian is because it's in the same style of all this Marvel Universe stuff and everything they have planned out. Congratulations, you... You nerd herd, you 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 have your you have your movies, you have your haven. Good good for you. The rest of us have real people things to do. Well, you see, I am kind of now Snow. geeking out on the whole connection to movies and animated series at the moment because now that's like becoming like my total zen. But I get you. That's my brother right there. That's yeah. my brother from Illinois. And and quite honestly, I mean, you know what? It, like everybody keeps talking about 
like, oh, well, you know, the, the Marvel this one. You know what? I will still say it, and it's funny. Even though the vast majority of DC movies have stunk up the planet, Christopher Nolan, in three movies with Batman, did more than the entire Marvel Universe has done the past decade. Eat it. Eat it good. <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't Batman have stopped back in 92 with Michael Keaton? I was like, you know what? I, I really would have been okay with that, too, because... I would have, too. You, I, I think he's... I think Tim Burton is as quirky and as weird and, you know, the fact that he has to have Danny Elfman even write no, no, the actually, soundtrack the bathroom. Actually, we needed, um, we needed Val Kilmer because that was the Catwoman one, and that was just... Sure, that was just hot. <laughs> no, Catwoman. No, Catwoman was uh, um, Keaton. That was Keaton. I thought that was Cat, Val Kilmer. Yeah, Catwoman was Ke- Keaton. Wasn't Bat- it? Batman, Batman Man Returns. Catwoman and uh, uh, the Penguin. Yeah, that wasn't Val Kilmer. No. no. Really? No, Val Kilmer was. I Val think Kilmer. He Riddler peaked in Harvey Two Face. He peaked at weird science. Yeah, Val, Val, <laughs> wasn't Val Kilmore with the? Wasn't that the really bad one with the Riddler? Or real genius? Yes. Part. Yeah, Riddler. Yeah, the one with Jim Carrey and uh, Tommy Lee Jones. That was god awful. That's terrible. And yeah, and then George Clooney was Batman when it was uh, even Bat worse. Nipples. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Uma Thurman. And he had bat nipples. Yes. Yeah, nipples. and. Uh, yeah the no keaton keaton that was i'm still waiting for someone to do the joker correctly uh i i will still have to say that i think the joker has been best done by mark hamill uh on his voiceovers uh i think he's the best joker thus far uh no one has still no one has still really nailed the joker uh Anyone who decides to bring up Joaquin Phoenix's Joker should be hit with a trash can lid because Taxi Driver was made in 1979, you unoriginal hacks. Um, but other than that, uh, yeah, I've not, never been a fan of the Marvel Universe. Can't stand it. Don't care. Um, yeah, just I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm, I'm over it. And uh, like the only, I, I will say the only thing that I will the only thing I, I will say that I like about the Marvel Universe Guardian the, the Guardians of the Galaxy is funny it's fantastic but really the best part about it is the soundtrack actually the best part about it is the uh, attraction in California Adventure that should come to the attraction uh... in California Adventure is fantastic and that's why I like it because you know what when you're dropping and you know having your stomach fly through the fly through the top of your brain well, listen Campbell Southern Nights, you just crack up incessantly. Exactly. And, you will laugh. and hence, that's why they need to uh, gut the uh, one in Florida and make it Guardians of the Galaxy themed. You know what? If it gets Nicholas fired, I'm all for it because you know what? He gave Joe and I dirty looks when we were talking about the whale. That's right. That's right. I hold a grudge. <laughs> <laughs> you have been over it. I'm I'm sorry. I did not mean to go on that rant, but oh my god, the Marvel Universe! I have so many things to say about this. So, oh no, it's complicated. No, you know what? You're you're going and watching explosions and people flying through the air wearing underwear. Is, isn't that what like all Disney Plus is coming out with now? Is like Marvel stuff. Like a lot of the oh. new stuff's gonna be Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
and again, that goes, Tim, I, I completely agree with you. And everybody knows my, my, my view on star Wars. It's like, that. that's why it's star Wars and Marvel. It's like, I really don't have any interest in that. It's like, you know, I mean, I guess they, you know, they paid a lot for those things. I guess they got to run them into the ground. Right. But you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, and personally, I, I, I've never, ever was, Oh, how you're a history fan. How can you not like captain America? Uh, because captain America is a right head. Well, I mean, they've redone it how many times? So, I mean, that's, that's the thing with everything, man. It's like even all the shows on regular television, they keep redoing, they keep remaking them. Like the new version of this, the new version of that. We're redoing this movie. It's like, ah, come up with something iconic, you know, yeah, for, something original. You know, if we're going to honor Captain America, Mark McGuire should be in the Hall of Fame. Big go. I agree. Or like Barry Bonds. Money from the summer of 98 has not been returned by MLB. Sam Bezos and Mark McGuire belong in the Hall. Well, I don't know about Sosa, but I'll, I'll, I'll definitely Clemens and Bonds. Definitely Clemens and Bonds. I remember that summer, summer of 98. That was my freshman year at college. Every time the Cardinals were playing or the Cubs were playing, we're like, dude, did he hit a home run? Did he hit a home run? I remember that was crazy. Four, four straight years, 60 home runs. Sosa belongs in the hall. You know what's funny is I can't remember what I did two days ago, and I remember, like, where I was when McGuire hit that home run. I know because oh, I was – I was in my dorm room. Like it was like ten guys around the TV watching us at bat. So crazy. I think I was and in now, a playpen. All I can think of is the uh, the Sim the Simpsons uh, uh, softball stoop, uh, spoof. <laughs> that is a fantastic episode. Oh yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Who is it? Steve Sachs is still in jail for all Steve the Sachs in and his running with the law. We're talking <laughs> Homer, Mickey, and the straw. Oh, yeah, that was great. Uh, what else? Uh, can Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw? Steve Sachs and his running with the law. Yeah. Oh, great. Maybe we'll play that at the end of this. That'll be a good way to take the show out. But before we do go out, uh, Michael, you never gave us your uh, views on The Mandalorian. I mean, I don't know how I follow uh, Tim on that one, but... Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't want to... I don't, you know, after all he said, I don't want to seem like, you know, the dirty fanboy here. Um, hey, but... if you like... If you like... Go for it, man. I mean, there's nothing wrong. No, no, no. I, I truly, I truly, truly enjoy the Mandalorian. Um, I feel like with all, like, I'm not a sequel. Like, I'm a big Star Wars fan. Star Wars was one of my first fandoms ever. Uh, I mean, since I was a kid, that that was my introduction. Was from my grandfather who passed away before um, I even met him, and my introduction to Star Wars was through him. he used to record movies and put little cartoons in front of the movies on, on VHS. And that's how I watched star Wars for the first time. Um, and I just, I feel like it was such a, a throwback to the classic star Wars, like the first trilogy. I agree. Um, and it felt very spaghetti Western. Yeah. Um, and, and I really I like the collaboration that it's not just Favreau. Like, you know, it's, um, it's Filoni and, um, what's her, well, shoot, I forget her name. Uh, Howard, Dallas Howard, Bryce, Bryce Dallas Howard. And then the, 
the guy that did the 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 Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I think he does direct some of them. I could be wrong. I mean, I'm, again, you can send the hate mail, Tim. Um, but overall, like, I, I enjoy it. My family enjoys it. We watch it together. It's such a good storyline for the Star Wars universe. It's what should have been done with the movies. Um, I like how it's tying in with everything that they currently own, and they're making things canon. And if you watch... You know, no spoiler alerts. Things are starting to make sense. Things are starting to be pointed out. And I really do enjoy it. And it's it's my... The thing that I... I don't watch TV shows. I'm not a big TV show person. I'll be honest with you guys. I, You know, like, uh, I've tried to get into Lost. I've, I've tried to get into Dexter. I get to, like, season five and I get bored. Did the same thing with Mad Men. Uh, I did the same thing with Walking Dead. You know, it took me up until like the last season of Game of Thrones to get into it. I'm not a big TV show person, but this actually has me to the point where I'm like, okay, well, when's Friday? What time can I watch it? I'm like, I left for Orlando on uh, Friday, so I couldn't watch it. So I was like contemplating staying up till three in the morning to watch Mandalorian and then driving three hours, which would have been a terrible idea. Um, but yeah, it was the first thing I did when I got back and it's it's so much fun. I I, th I just think it's fun. It's a fun show, um, and I just hope they don't don't go to the direction that I think it's gonna go, which is gonna be like n the planet of the week and the the spirit the creature of the week, and then turn into like Star Trek Next Generation or something. Like I, I don't want that to happen. I want them to stick with the storyline and continue to. But I mean, I, I'm not writing or directing it, so I don't have any control over that. They do whatever they want. Still gotta pay to go to the parks and stuff, so. I got, I got no say there. Well, I will say I will say straight up that uh, while I was not a fan of the, of the first season, except from last episode and then all of this season, I am totally uh, fanboying fanboying myself at the moment because uh, my project during I don't know if I've talked about this on this uh, show, but my project during the uh, whole uh, quarantine. Was I have always wanted to watch the entire Star Wars saga in order from the first movie all the way straight through, um, animated series included, in order in which they happened. And I started doing this early in the summer. And about, oh, I think that's why I went on my little, uh, my little uh, rant about the Mandalorian. Because by the time I got to the Mandalorian, I had timed it so that I had... 10 episodes of the Mandalorian to binge that the week that the, the next episode came out and I was going to take a little break by just uh, just once a week Star Wars with the Mandalorian until the 18th and then I was going to go through the first two movies of the uh, you know episodes uh, episodes 7 and 8 and then start the new cartoon and then do uh, the last episode to kind of just close it out but I uh, I found myself getting very emotionally connected to these characters, especially since I was watching about four episodes a day of Clone Wars. So I knew what was going to happen, but by the time that Order 66 was carried out, I was an emotional wreck. Yeah. Actually, uh. actually, what actually felt like I lost friends. Uh, so I was deeply invested over the whole quarantine with this. So 
I am totally now that I'm seeing connections to the uh, animated series, which I had never watched before, and just had a whole crash course and just has been like my pop cultures, um, just my norm for the last couple months. I'm just like totally fanboying now. Yeah. Uh, with that also being said, like I, as much as I did enjoy it, and I do enjoy Marvel and, and Star Wars, I do, I do agree with like Tim and and Joe. Like, don't saturate. Like, don't oversaturate us. Like. As like oh like a like you could have ended the Marvel stuff like right where like and I would have been fine like yeah, I think the too. whole world would, I would have would had have closure I would have had closure and like yeah it's great to have it but like at the same time it's like they're so like brought in like what we like like for instance like going back to the park stuff like dude go for that 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 Jungle Cruise movie go for that Haunted Mansion movie. You, it worked with pirates for like two movies, but like you know that's besides the point. Um, you know, do a pirate show. It could work. You know, you could do a pirate show, and, and the fact that like most people that have Disney Plus are they're parks fans. You know, the do you know you can do a mansion show. You can do even if it's animated. You could do something to really, really like get people Jones to go to the parks. And not only that, it's like something different too. Like the whole idea of the staying in the Star Wars or, or Marvel Universe, it, it, you know, like as much as I like them, at the same time, I want other content to the things I like too. And you have so many IPs or whatever you have that you can you can touch upon. Like you can definitely expand universes in other places. The Carousel of Progress dead, cross-universe, Avenger style, meets like like you know the grim grinning ghost and and the hitchhiking ghost and they just fight it out like that's what they need to do all out an animatronic brawl i pay money to see that i don't know how to respond to that one (laughs) i don't think anybody does i don't even know yeah i'm at a i'm at a loss for words on that one i was trying and just no yeah, they, they, that, I don't know where that one came. It came out of left field. Um, but, you know, to each your own. Yeah, you know what? It's it's Disney, so, you know, someone has to imagine it now that it's been imagined, you know. Let's get the Imagineers in, to make that happen. I put it into the universe. Exactly. Now. You blue-skied it. Yeah. Yeah, like, come on. You get that, you know, the, the grandma from Carousel of Progress to go at it with, like, you know, the redhead. She doesn't have a chance, but, you know, I can just, yeah, you know, the redhead's just shooting at her. She, you know, she takes like a rolling pin. Take that, you nimkin poop. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, I'm a flying ace now. Yeah. She, she's like, yeah, it could work. It yeah. could work. Exactly. All right. Well, speaking of putting things out into the universe, let's talk about where we can be found in the internet universe on the various webs. So, first off, I could be found on uh, mostly Instagram at Figments Reality and Twitter at Figments Reality. Joseph, where are you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Joe Quat. You can also find me over at the resortloop.com DVC roundtable. Michael, where are you? Uh, you find me over at Instagram at Ears of Happiness. And uh, Tim, where are you? You can 
find me on Twitter at plain underscore Tim, and you can find me on Facebook at Timotheus T. Firefly, and you can find me at the bottom of a bottle of bourbon after watching this Pop Warner excuse for an offense that the Bears have. The Bears. The Bears. And with that, you can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook. Just search the Mickey Dudes. We are on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes and on uh, and on uh, Instagram at the uh, yeah. How can I forget the gram on Instagram at the Mickey Dudes Podcast? And with that, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your Disney Plus watching. Have a magical week. Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. Again, real soon.